Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Francesca, a teacher and tutor with the LSAT Demon. And I'm here with one of our former students, Maya Davis. Maya, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, so Maya, we're here to chat because you've crushed the test as well. Um, we've had a couple of these success stories on the pod lately, and here's another to fire everybody up who's trying to do what you did. So Maya, why don't you tell us about, you know, give us like the big overview of your journey, give us the diagnostic and final score. How did that go? Yeah, so I um, have always wanted to go to law school, so I've always known I've had to take the LSAT and kind of the back of my head. Um, but then I met with my advisor in September, and I go to a really big university, and so I feel like advisors are the biggest turnover of all of the, the staff, and so I've had like four or five. Um, and so I learned at that meeting in late September this year that um, I was further ahead in my credits than I thought I was, which meant I had to take the LSAT this semester and apply to uh, law schools this semester. Um, and so I took a diagnostic that same week, um, which was a 159. And then I scored a 175 on the November test. Congratulations on the score. That must be awesome. I hope you did something to celebrate that. Um, so when you're saying that you were further ahead in your credits, I mean, you've had a bit of a non-traditional experience with your undergrad, right? What was that like? Yes. So um, I came into college with a uh, more than I expected credits in like dual enrollment and AP stuff from high school. Um, and then I kind of just, I did through summer semesters and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I kind of, um, I'm completely self-funded, so it really benefits me to get stuff done as quick as possible. And so I guess I just did more credits than I thought I had. <laughs> and so I thought I was a sophomore or a junior and then I went in and I was a senior. I think that that really goes to show this point that sometimes you don't know what the timeline is. And for a lot of people, when we say that, that ends up being you're on a longer timeline than what you anticipated. But it can go both ways. Um, and I mean, of course, if you there wouldn't have been something so bad about waiting longer to study longer to get a better score if you didn't have that score. But with the 175, I mean, there's there's not much yeah. further you can go from there. <laughs> yeah. I think you're good to go. So as for the actual LSAT studying itself, um, what did you do? How did you use the demon? Did you come from anywhere else before? What was your actual studying like? Yeah, so I did um, the demon live for all of um, October. Um, my boyfriend's awesome parents gave me a month of the demon uh, as a gift, which was so great of them. Um, and so I started out with live for a month and then I switched to basic for the last like two weeks I had before the test in November. Yeah, I really, really liked the the pace of the classes and the time frame really fit with my work schedule. And I really liked especially um, one of my biggest problems is wanting to go too fast. And so drilling and then building up to sections. I really like the section things. It helps me build up like stamina for time and especially logic games, which a lot of people, I'm sure it's the most difficult <laughs> thing because it's you really have to train yourself to think a certain way. And I don't think a lot of people think that way. And so I really, really liked game of the day because it was really easy to fit into my schedule. And I really liked the whole world's approach. It just made sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. This point about stamina, um, was it that the, the, the stamina takes to sit down and focus for a certain period of time? Or were you concerned about that being an issue on the day of the test? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, so I have issues focusing sometimes because I get really worked up and really anxious. And then I, I burn myself out by the end of the, the exam. And so this has happened on a lot of standardized tests for me, like the SAT, like I'm real great for the first few sections, but by the last section, I'm just guessing because I just want it to be done. 
And I would say definitely practice tests help a lot um, to build up that stamina to get used to all the sections, how long it takes, that sort of thing. Um, on the day of the test, during every break, I did like weird therapy breathing exercises, and I'm sure my, my proctor thought I was insane, but that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the mindfulness breaks and the drilling feature that we do sometimes. Yeah. Totally. It's about getting to know yourself and getting to know what you need. Um, and I always, I always think about people ask to compare the LSAT to, for example, the MCAT, like if you have, you know, friends on the, the med path at all. And I always joke that I feel really lucky that this test is only two and a half hours or, or maybe longer if you have accommodations, but as opposed to like a full day test, because that's where the stamina piece really becomes an issue. A lot of people worry about that. For some people, it is an issue. Um, and you mentioned that like you, by the end of the section, by the end of the test, you're kind of just guessing. I mean, like clearly not, you can't guess your way to 175, <laughs> but I absolutely know what you mean. And it's just about practicing under those time conditions and doing those at least once in a while, doing those like the full practice tests all in one sitting. I definitely think that that can mm -hmm. be valuable, even if you don't do it every single time you take a practice test. And when you say that logic games is the most difficult, um, it's interesting, actually, like everybody has a different thing that they struggle the most with. But so you're saying that reading comp and LR came more naturally to you. What was it about it that made it feel easy to you? I mean, I, they most certainly were not easy, but, <laughs> but like just the, the way of thinking I was already kind of used to, because like I said, stuff with the SAT, reading comp. I'm on, you know, I'm political science major. So I guess like most of my classes are just reading um, and stuff like that. And so I feel like a lot of people are trained, especially when you want to go into law, you're more concerned with like reading and stuff like that. You tend to be a humanities based person, but L like LG for me was like math. And that's <laughs> I'm not amazing at math. Yeah. I often think about that when people mention how much they hate reading comp or LR and all of the sections in the test have some bearing on law school. I mean, Rebecca and Matt recently, or a couple months ago, did an episode on how it transfers to actual stuff that they take in law school. But I always think it's a bit concerning when people say that they really, really hate RC or LR because it's like, well, what do you think you're going to be doing in this whole career? There's a lot of reading and a lot of arguments. Um, so that's it's great to have that mindset going into it and to be like, hey, this is something that I've already built some competence in and I can keep working. It's a slightly yeah. different type of reading, but similar skills. Um, did you face any difficulties while you're studying? Was there anything that you had to overcome? Yes. So um, I hit a plateau in like mid-October where I was really desperate to get a score back. I really liked the numerical like validation that like I was doing fine. Um, and so I was doing practice tests way too often. And I hit a wall where I got a 164 on about four or five practice tests in a row all in about a two week period. And that was not fun. <laughs> it was not like, I convinced myself, I was like, oh my God, like this is the best I can do. I might as well just take it now. But I think definitely just slowing down and taking a breath and actually evaluating practice tests before you move on to the next one can really be helpful. Because yeah, if you just keep doing it, obviously you're gonna get the same score. I'm the same person I was yesterday when I took that practice test and didn't review it. So it's... <laughs> You were also taking a lot of practice tests within a short period of time. Um, yep. So maybe if you had spread out those tests more, you wouldn't have seen that same fun. Not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but um, absolutely. And I also think that even when people are on plateaus for longer period of times, like it definitely happens. I, I was on one for a couple of weeks. People, sometimes it happens for like a month or two for sure. And it can be stressful. But you also have to remember that there is progress that's happening 
even if it's not directly related to your score. Now, sometimes you're actually not progressing and that's an issue with how you're reviewing and how you're using your time while you're studying. And that's something that you can work on as well. But if you feel like you're leaving a study session, having understood something that you didn't understand before, for example, you make one mistake and you review that mistake and you understand it, that's progress. Even if say on the next time you take the test, you're still um, slow, so you're still getting through fewer questions, but the questions that you are doing, you're doing with more accuracy than before, that's progress, even if it won't necessarily be immediately reflected in your scores. So that's something, words of encouragement to keep in mind if people are struggling with plateaus. So looking forward, you did apply this cycle, is that right? Yes. Um, so what's that been like, if you want to, to the extent that you want to speak to that? Yeah, um, it's something. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm considering as well, possibly just, you know, sitting on this score and then applying early again next cycle, considering that I'm pretty late in the game. But I mean, let's just see what I, what I can do now. I'm sure that I have a fee waiver, so there isn't like a ton of penalty other than like my time to apply to a bunch of places. I think like I'm applying to like six or seven, um, just to see, see what happens, see what I can get. Yeah. The only other penalty that um, you might want to think about is the the penalty of getting tempted by bad offers. Um, mm. And, you know, hopefully you don't settle for a worse offer than what you could get if you waited till next cycle, because you with a score like this and I I can only assume that your GPA is stellar as well. Um, and you clearly have a lot going for you. I don't think that you should settle for anything less than the best and anything less than your dream schools and going for free. Um, I mean that. Thanks. Um, of course. Um, so any final words of wisdom for people studying and, you know, also for people who are working while they're studying in school, while they're studying, any words of wisdom to get through this LSAT grind? Um, I would say definitely taking breaks can be more beneficial than studying for long period, long stretches of time. Um, it doesn't feel like it's helpful, but it really is like, if you're staring at that LG prompt for more than five minutes and you just can't, like it just won't go in, like you're reading the words, but it just won't even process, that's a sign to step away. It's a sign to take a break and then try it again because it's, it's not gonna, it's not something you can easily force. Yeah, absolutely, that's great advice. And that makes me think of like an analogy. I often compare stuff on the test to sports. Um, but like, for example, in the gym, your time recovering is just as important as your time actually spent in the gym. So people need to remember you're a human outside of this test, outside of the time you spend studying for it. And burnout is a very real thing. So I'm glad you shed some light on that. Thank you, Maya. And also everybody out there, you heard it here first. Elsa Demon can be a great Christmas gift. Holidays are coming up for your um, uh, law school keener loved ones. <laughs> I'm mostly joking there, but anyways, um, thanks for coming on, Maya. We appreciate it. Uh, email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.